0: Welcome back to Buckets. One season ends, another one very quickly begins. There's a very small off-season, but there's still some silliness to be had, so welcome to the show, Billy Scafuri. You're getting bucket buckets.
1: As of this recording, we are, what, a week away from the draft, 10 days away from free agency, and like two <laughs> weeks away from the start of the season? <laughs>
0: Yeah. Remember the bubble? That was like nine days ago. Might as well have been four years ago because we're just right back in it.
1: Right. If you're a fan, it's a really quick turnover. If you are a New York Knicks player, it's been 13 months of just waiting for your season to (laughs) happen again.
0: Yeah. Everybody's on a completely different wavelength. Like fans are like, all right, great. This is awesome. Laker players are like, we just finished a marathon four days ago. We can't now start practicing next week. This is absurd.
1: Do you think that the players in the bubble are actually like, we're so fatigued, it's crazy? Or do you think they're just like, we deserve more time off?
0: Yeah, I don't know how it works when you're a professional athlete. Like, is LeBron still sore? I don't think so. But like, at the same time, you, you would think he needs like three to four months of down ramping and then un- unramping
1: again. But we've seen players like go straight to the Olympics in the offseason, do that, yeah. and then basically jump right back into training for the next season. So it is possible right i guess it's different if
0: you're a 36 year old lebron james who has forty thousand minutes in his knees or like kcp who's 26 and he's like yeah i can probably run around
1: yeah or like zion who's like i'm supposed to be the future of the nba and i got like 19 <laughs> minutes of gameplay last year
0: <laughs> in me at a time yeah right. that's right um all right since we last spoke there's been a new president so we wanted to touch on an election themed buckets episode mm-hmm. um but before we even do that, I just got an email, Billy. You don't even know about this. Okay. I thought I, this is sort of like breaking news. I thought we can fill out the NBA. Um, you saw today that they released their like COVID protocol about what fans are allowed into what arenas or something. Yeah. So because I bought. St- tickets um, last year the nba sent me a questionnaire to fill out about coronavirus
1: i'm to listening see
0: what my habits are so i thought why don't we fill this out and we can sort of see what this survey is and what they could possibly be asking uh, ticket buyers about this upcoming year
1: this is the same insight that when I would see, like, people say, I just got this email from Trump asking me for $1,700, and it's like, there's certain emails out there that I just don't know what's happening in other marketplaces. So this is a good peek yeah. into the Lakers world.
0: All right. It's not even Lakers. It just says NBA at the banner Whoa! At the top. And it's like, what's your favorite team? I said, Lakers. And then it said, how many games do you typically attend in a season? And I said, eight. I'm like, you know what? Let's fill this out during the podcast.
1: Let's go. And it was from Silver at gmail.com, I assume. <laughs>
0: So here's an interesting one. How active, this is what the NBA is asking its ticket buyers. How active are you in gathering information related to COVID? Extremely active, very active, somewhat, not very, or not active at all?
1: Mm, I know your answer. How
0: smart are you about COVID is what they're
1: asking. (laughs) (laughs) It could go a couple different ways. Um, I know your answer.
0: Yeah, mine is extremely. I'm number one,
1: most I, I think that you know more about it than anyone else in my immediate circle.
0: Okay, here's an interesting follow-up by the NBA. Which of the following national news outlets do you follow for your news?
1: Interesting. Interesting. Uh,
0: the middle three are CNN, Fox News, or MSNBC.
1: Hmm. I mean, that is left-leaning, <laughs> right-leaning, or moderate. That is so,
0: interesting. Yeah. They want to know not only if you know a lot about coronavirus, but where you're getting your news.
1: And do you think that that is correlated to they believe that some of the networks tell more truths than other of the networks? And this is going to... I would think so. Yeah. It's like,
0: don't worry. The extremely active ones get it from Fox News. So like, they don't think it's that big of a deal at all. We could probably pump 5,000 fans into our arena.
1: Interesting. So you're going to put in Fox News, I assume.
0: I'll put in, yeah, I'll put in Fox News and CNN just to ruin the system. Other. Just Hannity i don't know what corona is all i watch is tucker carlson Uh, which of the following has the most influence of your information gathering local news national news print online or social media wow these are the questions they're now asking to figure out wow oh my god and then after social media it says presidential task force
1: no is that true
0: yeah oh
1: my god
0: I'm extremely into COVID, but I get all my information directly from Mike Pence. So, that like, I is... haven't heard much about it this year. Am I supposed to still wash my hands? I don't know
1: where to get other news, but Pence texts me every other hour with, what's up? So I'm wow.
0: social media and presidential task force.
1: How do you feel about these questions? Do you think that this is actually pretty responsible and an interesting approach to try and figure out how responsible yeah. the NBA viewing audience is?
0: Yeah, I think they're trying to gauge how many fans they could possibly put into their arena. Like, if you're in a city with not that many fans, and they're all extremely knowledgeable and scary, maybe they don't go through the the protocol. But if you're, like, in a, a city with hundreds of thousands of fans who are all eager to buy, and they don't give a shit about Corona, then you're like, all right, let's start discussing what it would look like to have... 15,000 fans in there.
1: But to ask what news network you watch in, like, City A has 100,000 fans and City B has 100,000 fans, if one watches a certain news network and the other watches the other, and one's certainly allowed to have fans and one isn't, it's just like, this is how they figured it out. Clever.
0: <laughs> this is it. This is this questionnaire. Uh, how much trust do you have that the following entities are prioritizing your safety? Local businesses, national businesses, local
1: government, or federal government? Well Okay. This has nothing to do with the NBA at this point. Like when you see the game we're about to play today, listeners, you're going to, (laughs) it's going to feel
0: a lot more NBA driven. It gets very in depth. I don't know if we should fill out this whole thing, but it's, it's an interesting insight. The next question is how concerned are you about the following me or someone in my family will get coronavirus. I'm extremely concerned, very somewhat or not concerned at all. You should really lead with that one. That's that's like the only one that
1: matters. That's straight to the vein.
0: Do you care if you get coronavirus right. is the main question. That's
1: all we're asking. Uh,
0: how, do, how safe do you feel getting together with the following number of people outside your household? One, two to five, six to 20, 21 to 50, or more than 50?
1: I'm a more than 50 guy. I have to yeah. roll in just hundreds and hundreds.
0: Imagine being comfortable being in a room with more than 50 strangers. Pre COVID, I wasn't. Pre COVID, I'd be like, (laughs) get me out of this concert right now. These are really interesting. How frequently have you left your house? If you do leave your house, where do you go? Uh, When entering a store, do you wear a face cover?
1: What is your social security number? Uh, Please leave three blood drops in this vial.
0: Wow. I should say that um, five people are chosen to get a free face mask. So they're bribing people to take these quizzes as well with a face mask. Interesting. That's already, that shows a bias. Obviously, people who are answering this question want face masks. I mean, these are the most cautious NBA fans.
1: (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Real fans don't need a mask. Would you go to a game next year? No vaccine? No. Absolutely not! Are you insane? What about a glassed-in skybox?
0: <laughs> a glass? No, because how would I? I would have to walk through a very populated mm-hmm. entranceway swaying mm-hmm. arena. You'd have It'd be to like Vietnam. get into an elevator. Yeah, yes. yeah. This is just to see an empty arena game, too. It's not like you are going to be seeing top-of-the-line
1: hardcore sports action. Have we seen indoor sports with fans yet? We've seen football and baseball to a certain extent, but indoor properly? We've seen presidential rallies indoors. That's almost like a sporting event. How'd that go? Packed. Yeah, it went pretty
0: well. <laughs> uh, Herman Cain died and a few other people got sick. But other than that, it went pretty well. Gotcha. Yeah, it, just, it goes on and on asking me all about my COVID propensity and my my risk
1: aversion. Wow, this is a kind of a crazy uh, survey. Well, going speaking on presidential rallies, Amir... We do have a new president, which means that we do need to have a new cabinet. That's right. So this is our idea for the show
0: today. Um, Directly from you, uh, my secretary of new ideas. Mm. So you said, let's think of new president. Let's say the president is LeBron James. Who would be on his NBA cabinet? So we looked up who's exactly in a cabinet? And a lot of them are secretaries of stuff we didn't quite understand.
1: Right. But some of those things also loosely sounded like basketball terms that we could then turn into a podcast.
0: Oh, yeah. Defense, secretary of defense. That's a good one.
1: Energy, interior. Energy.
0: Yep, 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 yep. Do you remember ones that like, wait, what is that one?
1: Um, You know, the most embarrassing one was secretary of state.
0: Yeah, we didn't know what that was.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean like that feels that feels <laughs> like one of the ones that you hear about a lot. But when I was like, what does the Secretary of State do? I couldn't just be like, mows the lawn like agriculture. I just didn't yeah. know.
0: Yeah. I guess I guess the most confusing one to me is it basketball aside, what does the Secretary of the Interior do? You right. think they're all sort of the interior. Right. Wallpaper? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's focus on LeBron James as the president, his cabinet. Uh, who he would appoint to uh, these different cabinet positions. And it should go to
1: it should just be said that we both assumed LeBron as the president. it's which is yes. which is very funny to me yeah he's before even starting it was like well lebron's president right okay got it okay so we'll move on yeah
0: he's the best he's the best leader he's the best player he's been there the longest yeah he's the most presidential
1: cp3 is the head of the players union but lebron james is the most powerful man in the nba (laughs) 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 that's right right
0: no question about it cp would be a great vp
1: yeah and he probably will be under the rock the vp3 yeah um Um, okay was there a cabinet position amir that jumped out to you immediately
0: Um, I loved the first one that you wrote down on your list, which was Secretary of Agriculture.
1: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Was there any players that were obvious to you? No. Really? Yeah. I, I
0: was able to sort of force one in.
1: Okay. There was a couple that were obvious to me. Shall I go first?
0: Yeah. Wait, are we going old players, new players, mix of both?
1: Mix of both. Um, but most of the new players, uh, end up winning out on my lists. Okay, cool. Okay, great. So... First, uh, first runner-up for the Department of Agriculture, Sean Kemp yeah. recently opened up a legal weed shop. Yep, so Sean he has hemp. to be there naturally. What? Sorry, do we have a name for his weed shop?
0: I heard a Sean Hemp joke on Twitter, but I don't know if he actually. Went yeah,
1: legalize hemp. I don't know what yeah. it. Uh, I don't know what he uh, went with with the name, but I saw that Gary Payton showed up, which was nice. That's nice.
0: That's right. really nice.
1: Yeah. Um, next up, obviously, Tree Rollins. Nice, yeah.
0: You assume that you're gonna have to have a tree as the Secretary of Agriculture. Okay. Definitely
1: went there. Then, of course, um, rest in peace, tractor trailer. <laughs> yeah,
0: I see where we're headed. Okay, I like it. I but, like it.
1: But those are all play on words, and actually, the one who does know something about agriculture, specifically wine, C.J. McCollum. Oh, viticulture
0: specifically, yeah. He's got his own new Pinot Noir line or something.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he knows things about vineyards, and uh, he seemed like a logical um, secretary of agriculture.
0: Yeah, plus he's from, uh, or not he's from, but he's, he lives in Oregon, a lot of mm-hmm.
1: agriculture there. <clears throat> I was also thinking about, which player do you think has the best lawn, or cares about their lawn the most in the NBA? Ooh. Well, I know
0: uh, Larry Bird once injured his back mowing his lawn. So it seems like that type of player, if we're, we're like we're thinking about like homegrown, homegrown boys from like Indiana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Gordon Hayward or something like that. Sure. Yeah, they take care of their lawn. Education um, reform. And I'm trying to remember who during the ESPN horse days when they were playing horse in their backyards, who
1: had a, who had a good lawn. I don't remember. Yeah. I'm just thinking about someone who's like thinks about their lawn on away games they're like yeah. if it rains like make sure to do this just someone who cares yeah. about the grass
0: like wh- which nba players compost probably
1: right that's my question too uh
0: okay so here's who i had i'm mm-hmm. thinking agriculture i'm thinking which player has the most beef with other players you mm. see? which player perhaps is the most corny so wow. between the beef and the corn, yeah. that's two huge parts of agriculture. And that's mm-hmm. why I gave it to Patrick Beverly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: he's got a lot of beef.
0: And I find his antics a little corny. So wow. let's, give him, <laughs> let's give him that cabinet position.
1: Man, he's the type of person that I would never call corny to their face. <laughs>
0: oh, no, God, no. Not I'm in afraid a, of Patrick Beverly.
1: Not in a million years. Um, the next cabinet position, Secretary of Defense. This feels like it should be a no-brainer. Um, this feels
0: like it would be a great nickname. That's true. Wasn't that. Which football player was Secretary of Defense? Wasn't that a guy?
1: Mm. There was the New York Sack Exchange, That's which pretty was pretty good.
0: good. Reggie White? Was he the Secretary of Defense or the Minister of Defense or something like that? You'd yeah. think that they
1: might be, have to be a Washington football team member because it's like a, a yeah, political a thing. Yeah, DC area thing. Right.
0: Secretary of Defense and NFL. All
1: right, who'd you get? Who'd you get? Um, well, it seemed like, I don't know, it just seemed like so. So obvious. I mean, not, it was so obvious that, like, defense, who plays defense well. But then I, like, couldn't come up with anyone where I was like, that's the obvious choice. So I have, I thought of some players that just, like, scare me on defense. Maybe one of them uh, aligns with yours. I have Ron Artest. That's a good one. And then I have Kevin Garnett. Oh, yeah. He's pretty good because he's, he's very loud, animated, and intelligent when it comes to defense. Yeah. I kind of think of it like, who don't you want to see on the other side of the court? And Garnett always, to me, was like the yikes guy. Yeah. And then just to kind of jam in a Bucket's nickname, Raisins Rondo. (gasps) We're giving Raisins a... Raisins should
0: definitely be there. He has a high basketball IQ. Um,
1: A chess master. I don't think
0: of him as a... Yeah, I don't think of him as a defense guy now. I think of him as almost like a tactician or like the head of the army or something like that.
1: But that's where I think that like our defense should be going. It's not going to be ground game. Now it has to be outsmarting on like, like completely different planes, completely different planes of thought. And I think that's where raisins might actually be able to kind of see into the future and say what we have to avoid now. Yeah. You
0: want raisins on
1: your side, almost like
0: a right-hand man, Mm -hmm. like the, yeah, a general of sorts. That's pretty good. Yeah. Do you have a, do you have a winner?
1: I'm going to go raisins Rondo after our conversation. I like that. Yeah.
0: Uh, I also ha- I was thinking the same thing that you said, like, who's the best defensive player for Washington, the Washington Wizards specifically? Mm. And hmm. I said, why don't we give it to a classic Washington Wizards player who I think won Defensive Player of the Year, not with the Wizards, but with somebody else. So I gave it to Michael Jordan. Why don't we give Michael Jordan a cabinet position? Great Washington Wizards player who... Didn't play his best defense on Washington, but definitely was a good defender there.
1: Look, I'm never going to get in the way of Michael Jordan getting awards. I'm fine yeah. with that. Um, it's be fun because he's, he's never really given like, full credit for his defense because his offense was so spectacular. Yeah. So here on Buckets.
0: Defensive player of the year.
1: Okay. That's true. That's true. Um, Secretary of Energy that's good that's good yeah who's got the
0: most energy who exudes energy off the bench instant offense instant mm-hmm. defense mm-hmm. my my mind automatically goes to patrick beverly again but i i've already given him director of agriculture
1: i had him and i crossed him out
0: okay who's, he who's got your replaced most energetic player
1: so i have five okay whoa five all
0: right let's hear I'll, I'll choose my top two
1: okay john morant Interesting.
0: Just because yeah. he seems effortlessly floating out there, doesn't ever seem to be too tired. Can Raw always speed. get up forty inch, forty-eight inches in the air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox, another one, speeding up and down the court.
1: Mm-hmm. That's just a foot race between those two. Then I have Steve Ballmer.
0: <laughs> you know those three classic athletes: John Morant, De'Aaron Fox, and Steve Ballmer.
1: Then I have the Nick City dancers.
0: Oh, because they never seem to get tired.
1: They just come out there and they pump you up. When, the, when others get tired, they're there to provide some energy. It is hard to be a cheerleader
0: for the New York Knicks. They've seen like more losses in the last decade than anyone else, and their job is to get the
1: crowd on its feet. And they do it successfully. And then the final, <laughs> the final one, I know this is, this is a bit of a stretch because it's not a professional NBA player, nor really associated with anything NBA-related, but gritty.
0: Oh, the Philadelphia mascot.
1: Philadelphia Flyers, hockey team mascot, yes.
0: He had a he had a moment during the election, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was dancing in the streets. I think that he beefs with everybody, politicians included, and he everyone always just sides with Gritty. <laughs> um, That's pretty
0: good, yeah. And it sort of brings back to the political angle of
1: it all. Yeah, exactly. Gritty brings it back to the political angle of it all.
0: <laughs> Do you think Gritty is helmed by with the same person? Like, there's one... Person under that costume every
1: time we see him, whether it's at a game or after. I know that um, George Lucas demanded that if Darth Vader ever makes a public appearance, whether it's at Disney World or anywhere, it has to be the same person inside of it. Um, it was like for the like reality of it, and I'd like to believe that the Flyers have the same integrity, and they're going to say that if you're going to be gritty, it has to be played by you know Joe Schmo.
0: Oof. All right, this is tough. So I, I kind of want to. I'm torn between. Yaron Fox, and Gritty. <laughs> With you. But just like, I'm imagining like a, a really important table. Mm-hmm. Ron's at one head, mm-hmm. Chris Paul's at the other, our mm-hmm. 3 And then we got a combination of raisins and mm-hmm. um, Michael Jordan is there. Yeah. I think you have to put Gritty there, Gritty, right? It's like got to be. Of- <laughs> because
1: it makes sense. Because yeah. it just makes sense. A round table of sorts,
0: King Arthur style. And then in one side as if... what is he's orange right yeah he's
1: like a big orange mop
0: yeah shapeless
1: orange mop That's yeah shapeless right. googly eyes um yep. rotund hips and waist um shapeless <laughs> shapeless
0: amorphous blob of a thing yeah
1: like a laughing stock on sight but somehow yeah. gritty just brings that energy okay all right he's in okay <laughs> the dark horse
0: yeah um <laughs> who's next
1: next we have the secretary of interior Mm, yeah for whatever reason one x
0: player really stood out to me
1: Mm -hmm. me too
0: and it's sort of like a player that gets lost to history because he was so good at the interior and so like non-existent everywhere else that Hmm. the nba really passed him by Hmm. and he went from one of like the most important all-stars in like the 2000 to 2010 range to like a non-existent player after that. Hmm. Zach Randolph? Close. Zach Randolph is sort of, yeah, sort of the same ilk. I had Al Jefferson.
1: Al Jefferson. Players loved and respected Al Jefferson.
0: He was, he was just big Al, you know, and he's, he seems very knowledgeable. He seems very wise. He's almost like the Kendrick Perkins, but like, isn't as outlandish and outspoken.
1: No. And he's like a seven footer, right? Like a true seven footer.
0: Yeah, and he was like a twenty and ten guy. I mean, the the T Wolves traded Kevin Garnett for him. Really? Yeah, he was he was like the main
1: piece in that Kevin Garnett to Boston trade. He was that big of a player. And I mean, Minnesota paid Minnesota really got the win in that trade. Yeah. If you I mean, think it. I mean if, you, if you but looking back, they really won that deal.
0: They got Al fucking Jefferson. He's my secretary of the interior, yeah. So I
1: had two very different shaped men. Um, One, I had Shaq, because it just seemed like we've never and will never see someone who just physically demolishes everyone on the inside like that, ever. That's pretty good. And we know he already works well with generals from the commercial. That's right. And putting him next to Gritty might uh, be a fun little pairing. You know, I could just see him goofing around at the table together. And then I have Kyrie Irving because of his layup package. You know...
0: Was that inspired by today's House of Highlights? Because he is indeed got his, I would say, his layup package different. I really would.
1: It hits different?
0: Yeah, I really do think that his layup package hit different. And he's hits part of different. the, quote, Jelly Fam. I really think
1: so. So you are, are you writing for House of Hi- Highlights right now? Because you're really speaking like the account in <laughs> comment form.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, no, I guess I didn't think about it. As, as a hip
0: youth, I just sort of say these words organically. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I would say Kyrie layup package different for sure
1: do you think that he has the best layup package you've ever seen
0: he is very smooth with it he is he's got the up and unders and what makes his so special is that like it never even hits the rim it like hits off the top right of the backboard and falls in right it's very smooth right jamal murray had a, a few great ones during the playoffs too like 360s and like up and unders the, yeah like, english off the backboard mm-hmm. right into the pl-
1: right into the rim yeah If you listen to the Kevin Durant, I think it's the Kevin Durant uh, podcast where he interviews Kyrie for his first two episodes of the season. Kyrie talks in detail about practicing the up and under layup, like as a kid and like mastering it as a little kid, like faking right and then going up with the left, the opposite direction. And you're like, yeah, damn, it was taught, you know, he wasn't born with it. And it's, it's just crazy. It seems very
0: effortless for him. And he's got such good handles that he's able to like turn it into like a very sick looking
1: play. Mm -hmm. Steph
0: Curry's up there too.
1: Yeah, I'd say his layup package hit different.
0: Okay, that's good. So, okay, (laughs) would you say it's better than Al Jefferson in terms of Secretary of the Interior?
1: No, I would 100% say Al Jefferson is our Secretary of the Interior. I agree. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. So I looked this one up because I was really curious as to the answer. Do you know who has the most traveling calls in NBA history? Ooh, history. That's a great That's a great trivia question. Who has the most traveling calls, traveling violations, called against them in NBA history? Is it a current player? It is not. Did he recently retire? He did not.
0: Is it a big man? It is. Most traveling by a big man. Is it Shaq?
1: It is not. He's
0: smaller than Shaq. Everybody's smaller than Shaq. (laughs) That didn't narrow it down. (laughs) Did he play against Shaq? Yes. Oh, and he was a big man. Was he a center?
1: He was not, but he was a very big man.
0: Okay, a very big... Was it Charles Barkley?
1: Bigger. Bigger than Barkley, smaller than Shaq. Power most traveling, Carl Malone. It was Carl Malone has the most traveling violations against him. Would you like to guess how many traveling violations have been called against Carl Malone in his career? Ooh, this is good. I feel like I am applying for a job at the NBA. Mm-hmm.
0: You are asking me one of these hypothetical questions just to see how my mind works. Well, I know he played about twenty seasons, mm-hmm. and he was an Iron Man. So let's give him eighty games times twenty seasons, sixteen hundred games you got to imagine he wasn't getting traveling called on all of those games, although one travel a game average isn't that crazy. Let's give him—are we including playoffs in this, or this is just regular season travels? I
1: think that we're going to include playoffs in this.
0: Wow, okay, so that's even more. I'm
1: going to Mm -hmm. give him 1,700 travels in his career. You were close. (laughs) 4,524 travels. Wow, that
0: seems high. Yeah. That's Would you like to guess who the number... game for twenty years?
1: A lot. Would you like to guess who the number two player is? Oh my god! I'll keep it short. It... I'll keep it short. Just one guess. Okay. Uh, his teammate John Stockton. Incorrect. It is the current president of America, LeBron James. LeBron
0: James. Yeah. I mean, you got to play a lot, and you got to drive a lot, and you got to have the ball in your hands a lot.
1: That's right. All three of those things are true. But yeah, like the top thirty players in travels are superstars, like superstar yeah. level players. Yeah. 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 But so Karl for Karl the Minister of Transportation, walk. I have Carl Malone. He didn't and then, walk a lot. He
0: just, he caught and shot. And yeah. Hanged, turns out he, down wa- low.
1: he walked 4,524 times, as it turns yeah. out.
0: Yeah. And if you take that as two steps per travel, that's probably, he probably traveled, literally traveling over a mile.
1: Oh, I wonder if I just looked 4,524 times. Yeah, if it's like three feet, well, what would you call yeah. a travel? Like three yeah. feet? Now it's like 12,000. Yeah, mean, it's, it's like 2.7 miles yeah. in travels. <laughs> yeah. Satisfying. Yeah. Um, so he's probably going to win for me. However, I do have, because he was left on the bus after they won the championship or close thereafter, Mr. Quinn Cook, Minister left of Transportation. Yeah. Did you know they left? Did you, remember they left the arena and left him? Yeah. Yes. So, as an I'm sorry from LeBron, he ironically makes Quinn Cook Minister of Transportation. That's pretty
0: good. I was going to give it to James Harden just because he's very shifty with his plays. We're like, was that a traveling? Was that not? Like, he knows more about traveling and transportation than James Harden.
1: Yeah. Whoever uses the Eurostep efficiently right now should be on the big board of candidates.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, are we giving it to James or are we giving it to Carl Malone? I don't know about Carl Malone. I don't like him as a human.
1: Yeah, he's a bad guy. So, we're giving it to James
0: alright cool (laughs) Uh, and then our last excuse me veteran affairs is that the last cabinet
1: that's the last actual cabinet yes okay
0: veteran affairs
1: Mm -hmm. there was one that Uh, felt very obvious to me
0: yeah me too I wonder if it's the same person you want to say it on three okay ready one one two two, three three. David Robinson Carter yep we agreed perfect nailed it next category (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i said vince carter just because been playing so long he's the ultimate vet you said david robinson because he was literally in the navy
1: that's right and i feel like yeah. he would also care about the veterans in the nba as well seems like yeah. he's just a rock solid decent guy
0: yeah that's true let's give it to the admiral he deserves it
1: vince carter played in four decades is that correct four yeah, yeah, separate yeah. decades
0: the 90s the aughts the 10s and the 20s that's Nobody insane played in four decades yeah that that's is a lot of veteran that's a lot of veteran affairs that he went yeah.
1: through Um, gritty is my biggest, uh, surprise of the
0: list. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't expect to see gritty in there sitting next to Al Jefferson, sitting next to David Robinson. I want someone to either Photoshop or animate
1: this room. I was thinking about that when I wrote down gritty on my candidates that this has to be made (laughs) somehow. This image needs to be made some sort of mad
0: magazine style comic strip. That's right. Um, But you suggested, why stop at reality when we can push our limits of our imagination? Let's come up with some cabinet positions. You know, we can we can pack the courts, as it were, Mm -hmm. come up with new positions, new cabinet members. Um, So what else did you come up with and who did you think would be a good candidate for them?
1: So um, one thing that I think feels relevant and timely today is that we need to have someone alongside the Fauci's of the world and the CDC's of the world. We need to have some sort of secretary of infectious disease. Mm. And the candidates that I have kind of cover the the range of outlooks on how you can tackle infectious disease. So I have Avery Bradley as one, uh, one candidate. Because he's like, I'm so in, in tune with it. I will not only
0: not go to the bubble, but... I'm not going to the NBA next year, maybe. That's right. Then I have Michael Porter Jr. on the other end of the spectrum. Who doesn't believe that masks are important
1: because maybe this entire disease is a way of Bill Gates creating a microchip to track our movements. Well said. And then the third person who is the most pro-mask NBA player I can remember is Richard Hamilton. Hamilton, yeah. That's right. (laughs)
0: Although he he had a mask that covered everything but your mouth
1: right but i'm just saying he's on the right track yeah
0: he's definitely pro mask that's true he would wear
1: a mask even when he didn't have a broken nose
0: yeah and he'd also be good for the transportation because he probably traveled the most distance on a basketball court Um,
1: that's true he was running around picks like crazy with a mask like
0: 15 years yeah yeah um rip hamilton's pretty good i
1: i i say we give it to rip yeah just for the whole mask shtick
0: yeah, he could, he could be sitting there in a mask, and it's good to have some old leaders and new leaders mm-hmm. when building out your cabinet because you want to, yeah. like,
1: you know, reach across the aisle, make sure that everybody's represented. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really sound like Avery Bradley wants to leave the house, so why are we going to bring him to Washington? Bingo. Right. Do you want uh, another one?
0: I came up with one called the director of Drip, who's yes. sort of responsible for who's wearing shit well and who's not, because oftentimes it's hard for me to tell, like, That guy's dressed like an insane person, but Mm. some people are like, no, that's actually cool, and no, that's actually too much. And for me, I'm blind to
1: that. I'm fashion blind. (laughs) You're fashion blind. So when you see Russell Westbrook make bold choices, Kelly Oubre making bold choices, what is your first instinct when you see it? Confusion? Fear? It's almost like I respect the confidence it takes to wear this, but like
0: when some sometimes people wear that stuff and they're like that is so stupid looking I'm like why is that
1: stupid looking but this thing fine they all oh, look that.
0: insane to me
1: I am with you 100% there like you yeah. you're not allowed to call that stupid looking you know yeah. because there's just no metric there's no metric right. to what's stupid or cool or smart or fashionable for me it's really hard to tell what's what um, right.
0: so i'm just going to give it to the most like fashion forward savvy laker player i know which is Kyle Kuzma Mm, he went blonde. Dresses, Yeah, he dresses he dresses in very specific, unique, interesting, fun ways. And then he also like dyes his hair sometimes, which mm-hmm. a lot of players are too scared to do. I think he's very confident in his own skin. Mm-hmm. He's um always pushing the envelope and seems to now he's like, you know, he's tweeting really interesting things about culture and politics so i i want him involved in this cabinet in some way and i think director of drip is a good way for him to get in there
1: i support that can i just give you one counter argument for someone else who might should maybe be the director of drip is it pj tucker nope <laughs> good guess yeah it is uh patrick ewing circa 1996
0: because he's always sweating the that's drip right is literally coming off of him
1: director of drip
0: yeah <laughs> and i don't know how guard it, hard it would be to guard patrick ewing
1: I used to watch those, like the water boys run out with those mops and work so hard in between the whistles. It was just like his they were working. His jersey must have been like, like literally soaking wet, like a wet, like somebody just submerged it in water and put it on him. He was the drippiest dude in the 90s.
0: He was slick. It must, it, it, I probably do his advantage, right? Like you can't like put a forearm in a sweaty ass back.
1: <laughs> you can, but you just go flying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> who's, the, who's the biggest guy you've ever tried to guard in a basketball
1: game? I one time guarded a guy who was six foot 11 in a rec league game who was dunking hard, (laughs) like big man dunks, not even like flying, (laughs) like just like turn and face dunks. And he was like six 11. I'm six foot one, you know, in basketball shoes. And he was six 11. And I was the big man on this comedy basketball team. And it was big man for comedy. I would like foul him with every ounce of power I had. And I would just be raised up with his arms.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you would sort of bear hug you. You'd bear hug him and he would use you as a backpack on his way to the Mm -hmm. rim.
1: I (laughs) would try and stop him when he would run to the three-point line. Like, as he was coming up the court, I would try and put, like, a forearm in his ribs to, like, dissuade him from getting in the paint. And as I was hitting him with my forearm, he would just blow my forearm back with his hip and keep going. It was like standing in traffic and trying to stop Volvos. It was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs>
0: and you you were a college rugby player. You're not like, you know, it's not like me trying to guard someone.
1: No, I was the center. I was the strong guy on this team. But as it turned out, we were playing against a real big man. <laughs> and that was the difference. 6'11". Yeah, he was humongous. It was one of those things where it was a favor. I wasn't even on the team I was playing for. It was for our friend David Fudernick's team. I was just getting wrecked out there. <laughs> Hey, can you come here at 8 p.m. and just get dunked on? Can do. <laughs> Turns this out was can an, do. This is in uh, L.A. recently. That is a good um, segue into another fake category I have, Amir. Okay. And this is for Secretary of Arms. However, not arms as in uh, guns and rifles. I'm talking who has the best arms in the NBA. Okay. All right.
0: Okay. Yeah. You, I mean, as someone with great arms, you probably noticed that more than anybody else. So you should know.
1: Well, I mean, I'm curious. This obvious one to me seems like current players, Dwight Howard.
0: Dwight Howard is thick.
1: Dwight you Howard agree? is manly. Yeah, is, that, is, he's up there. Mm-hmm. And then I have older players. I think that old, the older generation just seem to be more jacked for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but I have the person that won't win, Carmelo, Malone, enormous he's arms. Thick. yeah. David Robinson, absolutely shredded.
0: Yeah, he, he was very, he had great definition.
1: He had no, no fat on there. It was chiseled just muscle. Yeah. yeah. Pure <laughs> muscle. Actually chiseled. <laughs> then there were the blue collar arms of Carlos Boozer. Oh, yeah. Just thick and hairy. They'll Red just. hairy. <laughs> 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 didn't need to say hairy. <laughs> Definitely hairy. Hairy's there was hair. Sure. There was tricep hair. 100% yeah. tricep hair. Um, but I think the all time greatest arms, which were just like, get those arms out of here is mr ben wallace
0: yeah and he had the fucking rubber bands around his
1: elbow ultimate warrior style yes that like created like a
0: sinewy terminator style almost like those are fake arms his arms were legs yeah (laughs) imagine trying to like you guys both went up
1: for a rebound and he grabbed it first like it's it's over for you there's nothing you can do I've listened to the All the Smoke podcast, where they talk often. Stephen Jackson talks often about the Malice in the Palace and the fight between yeah. the Pacers and the Pistons, and he says that he saw the hardest push in human history when Ben Wallace pushed Ron Artest. He said <laughs> yeah. that he—they said that he, he pushed push. the soul out of that man.
0: <laughs> he did. He—he he could have pushed him across the entire court when Ben Wallace put all of his effort into pushing you. By he the went, way, our test is six eight two thirty 230 or something.
1: Oh, like the fourth strongest player in the NBA. <laughs> but yes, Steven Jackson went on record as saying that man got the soul pushed out of him.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was good. Ben Wallace deserves to be in our cabinet as well.
1: All right, Secretary of Arms goes to Ben Wallace.
0: Don't sleep on Andre Iguodala's arms. Iggy's mm. got some great arms.
1: And he's had great arms for
0: like 12 years now. He's been carrying yeah. those arms around. And you, like you say, it's hard to have good buys if your arms are long. And he has <laughs> some long, jacked
1: arms. Someone who has short arms, honorable mention, but is jacked. Ben Gordon, remember really? Ben Gordon? He was yeah. jacked. Really? Yeah. I didn't. Jacked. I never thought of him as that. Interesting. Yeah, that was my one takeaway from Ben Gordon. Good on him. Yep. Okay. Any more? He got. I got two. Uh, I got two more. Okay. Okay. One agent of chaos. Hmm. Just if we need to throw a firework into a crowd to uh, just get something, I don't know. Um, I have a
0: Joker Troll of sorts.
1: Yeah, just some. It's just like literally, like when all when we really need, like just some sort of like, I don't know. Unlock the cage and let this guy out and see what he can do. Okay. I've got Birdman.
0: Oh yeah, he's pretty crazy.
1: Then I've got Rodman.
0: Uh, number one, a crazy man. Yeah.
1: And then Westbrook. Yeah,
0: Westbrook. A more refined Westbrook's crazy. Insane. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a very controlled chaos.
1: Is the agent of chaos and has the agent of chaos in America for the past 15 years been Dennis Rodman and North Korea?
0: Yeah, that's true. He's still he's still doing stuff even geopolitically speaking. He's getting his uh dyed hair and nose rings in there. Mm-hmm. Can I throw someone at you a curveball? Someone who's like is unlike Rodman, like this agent of chaos is like he seems normal, so there's like something kind of messed up with him it seems.
1: Hmm go on when
0: you said agent of chaos i thought of agent zero gilbert arenas he's a
1: scary dude
0: yeah like there's something like he seems very nice and pleasant but like there's something a little a little Well, he brought guns to the locker room yeah, brought guns to the locker room, and also the uh, the, the thing where he goes to, like, Nick's, Nick Young's house and terrorizes yeah.
1: his kids. Hops his fence, terrorizes, <laughs> ruins his kids' day.
0: Yeah, who does that? And it's all, yeah. like, in a very, pl- it's not like he's got a dyed hair, like, lots of tattoos. He always has a smile on his face.
1: Yeah, that's scary. I don't know if we need him in, around the board table with Gritty. <laughs> I feel like you put him and Gritty in the same room, and it might get a little too chaotic. All right, let's give it to Rodman. Rodman so, it layout. is.
0: Yeah, Gilbert Aries is, is too weird. Let's give it to Dennis Rodman. <laughs>
1: <day>. <laughs> and then the last one I have. Who's your yeah. nuclear football guy? The guy who holds the football that has all the nuclear codes and can't drop it, Mr. Reliable. I have one and only one person for this.
0: this is a guy who, God, it's, how do you not give it to Ben Wallace again? I mean, you talk about someone with such ball security. What about, mm. all right, who do you got? I, I was thinking of someone, but let's see if it's the same person.
1: I'm thinking of Mr. Kawhi Leonard.
0: I was going to say Kawhi.
1: There you go. That's it's right. got to be. He's reliable. He's stoic. And his yes. hands are yeah. massive. <laughs> and you know he's not going to do anything emotional. Right. He's never going to get out of hand or look too fast in one direction and drop it over like the coffee table. He's holding That's that good. nuclear football and it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Who's like a running back or wide
0: receiver that always like holds the ball like with one hand and you're like, put, put that away. It's like, it doesn't matter because his hand is so big and strong.
1: That's right. Yeah, so he's yeah. holding my nuclear football. He's holding LeBron's nuclear football.
0: That makes sense. Yep. Um, all right, were you writing those down? I think I got everybody, but this is a pretty solid cabinet.
1: Um, I was writing down most of them, but maybe you could fill in some blanks.
0: Okay, so we got Fair. Raisins Rondo as the agriculture secretary.
1: I thought we had him uh, for defense. No? Okay, great. My, my, all my notes are off. Uh,
0: no, defense, I put down Michael Jordan. Washington That's right. Research, great Michael Jordan.
1: That's right. Minister of
0: Energy, I got Gritty. <laughs> secretary of the interior i got al jefferson good minister i i don't know why i'm saying minister secretary director like i'm just randomly making these up
1: minister when you said minister of transportation i went with it i was like i I guess he's right (laughs) no i didn't lug
0: that up at all james harden yep veteran affairs who did we land on there did we land on uh david robinson i
1: think we did but vince carter was up there for the four decades
0: yeah Um, then we got, uh, communicate, no, not communications. Uh, director of drip was my Kyle Kuzma. Mm Hmm. That's right. Who was your, oh, best arms. We had, or what is it? Arms guy.
1: Yeah. We had secretary of arms. We had Ben Wallace. Yep.
0: Secretary of infectious
1: disease. We gave it to Richard Hamilton. That's right. (laughs) A
0: mask wearer.
1: Our agent of chaos. We gave it to the second most chaotic player behind Gilbert Arenas, Dennis Rodman. (laughs) That's right. Director of Drip, I gave to Kyle Kuzma. That's right. And our nuclear football guy is one Kawhi Leonard.
0: That's a pretty good cabinet. It's a fun room. Yeah, I trust that. I trust that room with my decision. Gritty. Yeah. We have Gritty in there. It's a Gritty gang. (laughs) Gritty's sort of in charge when LeBron is
1: uh, working out somewhere else. Yeah, that's right. The chain of command goes that it goes from, if LeBron ever got hurt, Gritty somehow just jumps rank. (laughs) I mean, LeBron is so good; he could have been like a lot of these. Like,
0: he's got great defense, got great energy, got great arms. But it's good that he's the the head
1: of it, the head of the table. He's also yeah. had the
0: second most travels you said all time.
1: Yeah, I mean, it comes down to minutes, but four thousand five hundred and twenty four traveling violations for the mailman. That's a lot. Yeah,
0: that's a lot of this move by the ref.
1: Yeah, that's a couple of pulled shoulders and hands yeah. rolling around <laughs> by the referees. Uh, all right, sweet.
0: I think we I think we did it. I think we
1: came here. We set it out and we conquered. So now we're just going to sit back and wait. Whether it's in the Discord or on Twitter, someone will hopefully provide a rendering of what this table looks like with these characters around it, or in some capacity, we'd like to see it. Yeah, and it could be an
0: artist's rendition. It could be a sketch. It could be oil on canvas. It could be Photoshop. If you want a
1: decoupage, cut and paste, whatever. But ideally, oil on canvas.
0: Ideally, yes, oil on canvas delivered into our one of our homes. But we'll take what we can get.
1: Yes. But ideally, uh, oil on canvas.
0: Yes, I can't stress this enough. Ideally, oil paint on a canvas. Um, we got a draft coming up. We got free agent coming up. I'm sure we'll have lots to talk about um, in just, God, is it a week away? My God, this is, is how, it's all happening too fast. Yeah, that's what the Lakers are saying. Yeah, seriously. Give us a break. I'm just a Laker fan and I feel exhausted. I can only imagine what the players are going through.
1: And I'm just a Knicks fan who can name three of my players and one of them is (laughs) Taj Gibson.
0: And two of them are going to be drafted next week. They have three, two, two first rounders, three first
1: rounders. Couldn't tell you, dog. Couldn't (laughs) tell you anymore.
0: It's that good. I'm hoping for LaMelo to MSG. That's what we deserve. Sure. LaMelo Ball playing in an empty Madison Square Garden. Give it <laughs> December 3rd, first preseason game. Let's go. 2020, let's go. Uh, all right, sweet. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. And we'll be back soon enough. See you later. That was a HeadGum podcast.